0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Wow, what a doozy. We're back. Final episode of Loki. I'm one of your co-hosts, Frank.
1: AJ, how are you? I'm good, man. I, you know, I think we've just been cautious, you know, and I think this was just a totally different direction than what I think we were kind of preparing ourselves for, but we didn't, like, rule it out totally either. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and it's also weird. So, like, this show, I while there was a break between Falcon and Winter Soldier and this show, it kind of felt like we had one, two, three in a row, which, like, after, like, such a drought of Marvel content, right? Sure. And then and we just had Black Widow, and now it's kind yeah. of like... All right, we're in it, but we're also going to have to
1: wait a while. But maybe not that long. We'll see. I don't Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that long. I I Well, I hope that you guys have been watching along cuz just to kind of recap spoiler-free for a hot second. Um you know, I think this episode and this show as a whole really speaks to kind of parts of the MCU that we really haven't touched that much yet, which is really to kind of dig down really deep into these characters. And each MCU show has been about that. But this one, I think even more so than anyone, because you just have more flying hours with uh, Tom Hiddleston. uh, It's just to understand kind of the motivations and who this character is and to see some fucking growth. Yeah. And like, this has been a, this has been a show. It's been a journey, but it's also been
0: so cinematic, right? Like, that's one of those things that's so cool about this this format that it you kind of get the best of both worlds
1: yes yep it it has the cinematic scale but you are watching it week to week you have the epic uh battles the epic scenery but you also are really feeling those close character moments and 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 he's
0: not a side character
1: like no he's really he never really was yeah. but this it's it, it totally puts him in the in, in a main character category you know what i mean yeah. he's a part uh, from his point of view from his pov of the mcu like he's seen so much and has experienced so much even just within this show um you know it, it's it's been really great. I saw how much uh, Wanda got nominated for. I think that that's very nice. Um, I would be surprised um, if next year uh, he wasn't also nominated, and I think he could definitely win. Um, yeah, it. this is – I think this show of all of them was the most complete of a thought, and that is after Wanda, and I think Wanda is a pretty complete thought. It's a singular season. Yeah. But – this, like some Kate Heron had a fucking plan. She had a vision. She knew where she wanted to go. She knew what she wanted to talk about. She knew the lore that she wanted to explore. And I think she was given a tremendous amount of support through a really great cast. And I think interesting, nuanced storytelling that readjusts your view of time travel. And, and, and this is after kind of thinking about... um this new movie tomorrow war on, on prime video, which is the less they explain about how the time travel works, <laughs> the more fun the project is. Yes, absolutely. Which like,
0: and you know, <laughs> we're, we've been t- talking about time travels for so long, you know, back to the future. And I, I, they always have to explain things and everything. And, like, yeah, you want to know because it's, yeah. it's like, Ooh, whoa, well, oh. how juicy can it be? And all these different things. But yeah, no, I I think she had a, not even like a short leash. She was able to do all these things that like, it's like, you want to do this? Yeah, go for it. You want to do that? Go for it. Like, you want to reference this? Like all the Easter eggs and stuff in this show, really, really impressive. Like, um, I know what you mean though. Like, and I don't think this is a spoiler to say that we, we know that it's coming back. Yeah, that was major headlines. Major headlines, like, it's coming back, so the difference between this and, like, WandaVision, that was a a limited series. They kind of were saying it was going to be an event. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, now, will it be the exact same thing? Maybe they'll come back, but it's probably going to be called something different, but we also know they're making a new movie featuring um, the new Captain America. So, like... This one is, like, it's a complete idea, but it's also coming back. And, and that's, like, what some of the best TV does, right? They can wrap up a season, but also, like, do a great job, like, sequeling out.
1: Yeah. I, I think they've definitely set up our characters in a really beautiful way to have them kind of have this new feeling to them at each different point because of the whole variant concept. And I think that that was a really brilliant thing for them to do. Uh, I think the implications, like we can kind of, I mean, and this is, you know, we kind of, I would say after this episode, we do have some answers. We do have some foresight and some future building that feels totally separate from the post credit scene at the end of Avengers. Like it's Mm -hmm. such a different feeling. And it, I think like prescribes a very fun and interesting future for phase four and i'm really excited to kind of get into what that all means but we got to talk about the episode first (laughs) (laughs) so i think um you know if you haven't you know seen this episode yet and you're curious if you should watch it if you haven't watched loki at all that was a very weird thing for you to tune into the podcast today but (laughs) I think uh, I think you're going to like it. Of all the MCU shows, this one felt the most cinematic to me. I think this is super fun to watch. It's got great jokes. It's got great world building. It, it feels on the scale of the other content that you know from Marvel in a way that if you felt Falcon felt a little small and weird, this is going to feel very different from that. Yep. And I'm excited to see... I mean you're going to be excited to see what's coming next at the end of this episode. And
0: and I think if you haven't watched yet, it probably would make for a really great binge. Like Oh yes. And and this I haven't gone back and rewatched any of the shows, the, the MCU shows yet. This could be one that I might revisit because it, it would be interesting to see like one to the next to the next and and how it how it all plays out and just like knowing what we know now kind of like oh what else to look for
1: i think wanda because it was the first one and because it was so weird benefited it also it came out in january benefit benefited the most from having that kind of game of thrones conversation yeah you know what i mean we're like we were, we're so
0: starved too we're like we need something to talk about
1: <laughs> that's true but i think well,
0: we had that had could that could also anyway. factor
1: into it. You're right that we were so starved that the the minute we got to speculate about something again, that it was just we were so off to the races.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why this time around for Loki, we kind of tempered our expectations because we didn't want to get burned again.
1: We were like, yep. oh, we, okay. we won't get fooled again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, uh, all right. That being said, yeah. let's
1: go. Let's let's talk details. Okay. So this show opens in arguably one of the coolest Marvel logo openings of all time. Oh my god! This of is so all time, cool. just like total goosebumps immediately when they start playing the the old timey music. The what is it? We'll meet again. What is that song?
0: Yeah. The the. The Captain America Peggy
1: music, right? It's been a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they start, so they, they play that music and you start hearing some dialogue from throughout the MCU as it's playing the characters that are coming up in the credit sequence that you already know. Um, and then it kind of hones in on the audio from Loki and brings you into this universe and you kind of, it, it, it visually explains the universe In a beautiful way. It was awesome. It was so cool. Uh,
0: Yeah, that that really was was an experience. And like, you know, as someone that really loves the Marvel fanfare and like last week when we saw Black Widow was like really emotional about hearing it in the theater and and like every week I'm like, I do the snap with Tony. Like you can ask Megan, it's so funny. Um, But like (laughs) this was a really cool way to like, tie it all together and and be like, yeah, this, this, all that stuff is really important. And
1: like, but
0: you know, we're about to like blow your freaking minds.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we join uh, Sylvie and Loki as they are about to, you know, kind of, they're on this otherworldly shell husk of a planet. And they're walking into this crazy mansion and I think it was kind of meta for them to be like, you know, I've been thinking about this my whole life. Like, I don't know what's in here. Like, I just want to take a moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, where it's like, okay, whatever's going to be in here is going to be in here. We don't know. They were doing and that for us too,
0: because like, hold on, this is yeah, things we, are about we to didn't change. Know. Yeah.
1: We we didn't fucking know. So then they they open the door and they're brought into this you know cavernous you know Wayne Manor scary old castle and you have three i think there were four statues and one of the statues had broken open did you notice that yeah
0: yeah there was definitely some something something
1: happened something something happened in this room and immediately miss minutes shows up tara strong zip and
0: (laughs) i think it's really funny like there's like on the internet people are like who knew there would be a jump scare in this (laughs) Like, she oh just, my like, God. pops out of nowhere. Because, like, you think that she's, like, exclusive to the TVA, but,
1: well. Oh, no. She is beyond and uh, a really powerful intelligence, you know? Yeah. Um, so she comes up and she's kind of making a deal. She she offers a deal to Sylvie and Loki. She's like, okay, you're fucking things up. <laughs> I'm done with this. Like, we have a plan. You can go back into your timelines. You can even be together. Um, but that's the deal, and you have to take it, and this is it. Do you take that deal? And there, Sylvie's more hesitant than regular Loki, and they say no. And uh, all right, she's like, okay, so then you have to talk to the He Who Remains. And I think this is a genius plot, right? Mm-hmm. Because at this point, me and you are both thinking, yep, King Loki, perfect. He remains. He survives. He did it. Here we go. This is his house. This is his castle. Let's go. We go in, you go a little bit further and they're walking around this other big foyer room and out he comes. (laughs) So (laughs) here he is. So
0: here's what I'm going to say. I, I think kind of like we were saying before where we were tempering our expectations because of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we like, we're expecting the big Magneto and like multiversal reveal with uh, Pietro like Yep. Like, okay. I mean, if if this was the first one out, I probably would have been like, it's gonna be Kang, hundred percent, like no doubt. But they yep. made us doubt. They made us think about it and think about all the other options it could be. Yep. And then they just said, Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. It's interesting though, because they never say his name.
1: Well, that I think that's very important. Yes. So so two things. So first, Brandon Majors, who is on Jonathan this Majors, show called Jonathan Majors, excuse me. Um, he's on the show called Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And some of the, the shots I've seen from the show look really cool.
0: I've heard it's amazing, but it got canceled.
1: Yeah, it got canceled. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to check it out. Which I'm, like I'm it got nominated it for stuff. too. So like, why did it get canceled? That's so curious. Anyway, I'm sure it didn't do very well. I'm sure that was the main thing. It just didn't. It was a bad time for new shows, Mm, right? It was just hard for shows. Anyway, uh, he looks awesome in this show, but his appearance here uh, with the purple and kind of the way that his his suit looks—major Ozzy Mendez vibes. Oh yeah, major Ozzy Mendez vibes. Like, can you get more of a parallel between kind of another MCU character, like? knows everything experienced all time the smartest dressed as dresses in purple um you know it is always one step ahead of them like it was such a great it was kind of a cool parallel whoever did the costuming for he who remains Mm -hmm. uh did a very cool job and like i definitely felt the illusions and then you get into the elevator and there's they still have their swords pointed at him <laughs> and then you see his superpower in that he is you you can't kill him he is unkillable right because uh, he's got his and, special
0: watchy time uh time device whatever you want to call it
1: so we go up we go up to his office and now I want to cut back to the TVA so at this point um Mobius is in Ravona Renslayer's office she is uh you know, Miss minutes comes to her downloads, the rest of her stuff to her. We don't see what she gets to see. Um, But Miss minutes explains like, this is what you need to see. Um, She watches this presumably before Mobius shows up and we get a a pretty cool scene, which kind of shows, I think kind of where I think season two is largely going to go. But also where, you know, the, the context of these characters has kind of come to. So Mobius comes in. He's like, hey, I, he's got the pruning stick. He's like, I'm going to get you. Like, this is it. He gets <laughs> rocked. Uh, <laughs> he's and like, he's yeah. Like, All right. Fucking do it. Let's go. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm on the mission, too. I'm going to see what's going on, too. Um, so that's going to be curious. <laughs> and then you also have a cut back to 2018, where Ravona Renslayer is shown as a principal of a school.
0: Right, and and so I don't remember if it was you that said this or I read it somewhere, but someone pointed out the pen before. That yes, she, that she's always had this pen, and and then it, it it it's a close up in in her office, and so they send uh, some agents there, and um, to reveal like, oh yeah, she's a variant. <laughs> she's got a real life here, and so um, that that kind of confirms it. It's, it's interesting because I guess this is the first time we've, I mean, other than Loki, we know Loki's a variant, but this is the first time we can like confirm and see that the TVA agents, um, have another life other than, you know, the, the one earlier on where we saw her memories. So like, there you go. <laughs> um, yep. so that's interesting where she's gone off to now, uh, is probably up for debate that, uh, we'll see. That's definitely a setup for season two, though.
1: Definitely. And now we can cut back to the grand room and arguably the best talkie-talkie scene of season four. <laughs> the he who remains uh, does some beautiful exposition of what's going on. And, it, you know, kind of tells it in a different way. So he explains that a variant of himself discovered this kind of you know, other universes and ways to communicate with himself across other universes. Multiverses, Multiverses, if you will. Multiverses, if you have, if you will. Um, As this is happening, I, not all of the variants of himself are presumably up to, you know, doing good stuff. At which point a multiversal war happens and is depicted by different variants of he who remains fighting each other. Yep. And then it's explained that, you know, so this is where the dogma ends, that it wasn't the timekeepers who came up with this plan, but that it was just, he who remains by himself where it's only him as the pure, as the, you know, his version of himself that keeps the other variants of himself at bay away from the, timeline because he has constructed the timeline to flow in such a way uh from this point in time right he exists at the end of time too right he exists at the end of time
0: he his first existence is in the future like of our future and a thousand years from now a thousand years from now and so all the multiversal versions of himself um won't exist because he's you know, he's causing this this timeline, this stream, uh the secret timeline, and they're breaking breaking off all the branches. Um so it, it, they will never come to existence. And but everything that we've been watching uh well for this season and here's a really quick tangent I I I shed a tear for Oh. The idea that everything in the MCU so far was written, and like the idea of free will, uh, for for all of our heroes that we know and love, was never really theirs to own. Like I know it was an, a concept that was introduced earlier on the, in the show, but like it just really dawned on me that it's like, wow, yeah, if if he who remains was. Dictating this entire timeline, like yeah, it's, it's great for the Avengers to be these heroes that we we root for and everything, but it's like you, you feel bad for that—the the fact that they they really don't um have their own, choice, have their own choices. Now, is there like gray area? Is it like okay, yeah, you can say whatever quippy lines you want to say, you can uh, kill the guy in whichever way you want to kill him, or. But like, ultimately you've got to follow along this path, which like, I guess we even knew in Endgame, right? Like with, with like, Oh, of all the versions that Dr. Strange saw, there's this one and this is like what needs to happen. Right. So, right. so there is always kind of this, and you know, we don't know if in our own existence, we truly have free will or not, but that's kind of beyond this conversation. Sure. Um, but it, it just was like, Oh man, like, we watched all those movies and loved them so much, but it's all kind of like with like take it with a grain of salt now because and obviously the powers of the infinity stones <laughs> too, like it's it's so yep. crazy how they're moving on and saying this is the direction we're going in. Like, oh, that's great, but like we have this crazy new place for you to explore.
1: One of the things I thought was super awesome and a really great visual of the science. And I this is going to get really nerdy. <laughs> is the time as a flat disc idea. I don't know how much you watch True Detective season one, but in that there's a really great speech that McConaughey's character, Rustin Cole gives called time as a flat disc. Yeah. Whereas like we perceive time lin- linearly, right? Yes. But if you didn't perceive time linearly and you were a fourth dimensional being, time would look flat. So the, I, the concept here is that the timeline encircles this you know shell of a planet um but it's continuous right so it's not it's one continuous circle around that's the time that's time around this and then as time is breaking and it's going off into other tangents and other you know branches if you will uh that it's no longer a flat circle and i was like that is like that's fucking profound because like the in, the interstellar black yeah, hole I was, was a say. major change in like how we showcase black holes in movies.
0: Yeah, black holes and 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 the uh, fourth and fifth dimensions and 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 yep. viewing things in that way. Yeah, exactly. That was, it was exactly another McConaughey, McConaughey property. Um, totally. But yeah, viewing time and that's what was breaking my brain last night because it, it it's like, what does this all mean and and how are they yeah like moving forward but okay <laughs> yeah um so yes the timeline but basically he so similar to the start of the season where we see the tva with the scripts and knowing what the characters are going to say blah 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 he who remains also has a script and knows what happens up to a certain point yeah and so he guided loki and sylvie and, and, and allowed them to get to this point he wanted them to get there as much right. as again we they think they have free will um, because he's tired he's old he's been fighting this fight for thousands millennia, millennia, millions of years and he he just wants someone to take over the shift <laughs> and to, yeah. to be the watcher in the in the lighthouse or whatever um, or not. And 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 he gives them a choice uh, because he he can't control what they're going to do at this point, because his his limitations have have ended like this is his knowledge of what's going to happen ends.
1: Yeah. So he's he tells them this and he's like, you have a choice. He's like, you can assume my power and assume my role. You go back and you rule the TVA. And you explain to them that you guys are now in charge and you move forward or you kill me and you deal with the other variants of me that are much more powerful and more and evil um, that will now be coming because the multiverse is open. And in what is arguably a better throne room battle scene than Rise of Skywalker Sylvie and Loki have a very charged emotional and interesting battle where you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, very big last Jedi vibe, similar to like a couple of weeks ago, but this is even more, more so because it's the, it's the aftermath part. It's like they're battling each other now and, and there's the evil guy watching. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, uh, and, so I th- I think while last week we were speculating like, oh, maybe it'll be another variant Loki that they have to confront, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, we were right and we were wrong. Because Loki, Tom Hiddleston Loki, is our central character. He's the one that we're following. And so for him to now truly come to test against Sylvie was the other variant look like obviously she was depicted as a villain early on, but they grew together. They have this spark, this thing he cares for her. He doesn't want to hurt her and he wants her to be okay. And so that's where the conflict arises. And, and it's, we didn't need a third Loki in there manipulating things because.
1: No, you're a hundred percent. Right.
0: Obviously we see this other guy and the implications he has on the, the MCU going forward. So I, I thought that was really strong because, like, to have them on the same page probably doesn't make sense um, from the narrative story that they've been telling all along. Like, but like the in, incredible journey that Loki has been on and how much he's changed throughout the course of this season is is insane. Like, he he just like was fighting the Avengers in 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 New York (laughs) and now he's like falling in love with a woman and is questioning ruling over, uh, over the universe. Like old Loki would take that up in a second. And like I, the last thing I'll say before passing it over to you is like, I go back to um, a conversation that him and Thor have. I think it's in the Avengers where it's like uh, ruling would like fit you ill or something like that you don't you don't yes. understand the 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 true glory of ruling um because he wants to like step on them and he wants to squash them whereas like thor has learned at this point like to to be the ruler to be the the one in charge like there's there's a sense of leadership and there's something um that you care about all these people and you want them all to do well and th- to flourish and 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 I think Loki is finally getting that.
1: Wow. Yeah, you're right. He's re- it, this is his moment, you know, and, and you know, this was definitely their marquee character for the shows. Yeah, you know, this is your guy, and you know, the ending here alone is is kind of, well. Let's talk about the two parts. So Sylvie kills he who um, remains. You know, remains. I keep wanting to say
0: who he who must not be named.
1: <laughs> he who must not be named. He who remains after she you know t- temp pads Loki back to the TVA, and she kills him. Yeah. And nothing happens and nothing right there. She you can see out of the window in space the storm and all of the branches beginning to form. And, like, that cosmic reaction was very cool to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Cut to the TVA where, you know, Loki gets out of his cell, runs to go meet Mobius and, you know, Agent 53, I think her name is. I can never remember. Only to realize that he's talking with variants of Mobius and 53 as we stare at the new statue of one Kang, the motherfucking conqueror. And that, wow. Like what a way to end a show. It was a little ambiguous. I think when they cut to 53 and Mobius at the, uh, in the TVA office watching all the branches go and they're like for all time, always. Um, so like, I don't know if those two are separate from the other two, if they're in one universe and Loki's in another. Now I don't really know.
0: Here's I, this is where it gets a little fuzzy because my interpretation of all of this. Yeah. Maybe is, is different than what it actually is. I don't know. Is that once Sylvie, killed he who remains the timeline changed or or, because the TVA existed out of time right but right it needed to be created from time like it if if Kang or he who remains he existed in the 3000s whatever he at Mm -hmm. some point created the TVA and put it in this pocket outside of time But if he didn't exist anymore, like it would, it it would change. So like, it it makes sense to me that like taking him out of the equation changes that existence. And so that's why I feel like killing him, like, I, I don't know if it's necessarily that we're in like another multiverse yet, but like, the, the paths that our, our characters were on, like I feel like their memories and things changed and like their their histories changed, and that's why they don't remember Loki. Okay. So, but you feel like they just jumped over to a different multiverse?
1: I think when she sends Loki through the tempad at that point, that's a different point in the timeline after Kang lost sight because I think that they're going to want to play with variants. I think the whole point is that we are going to be dealing with variants in the MCU probably the next two to three years.
0: Variants and and scrolls.
1: Well, (laughs) it's two different battles, (laughs) (laughs) you know? um, Yeah, man, of all the ways for the multiverse to be introduced, this felt the most earned. This felt the most epic. It felt the most cosmic It felt like it kind of felt like Infinity War where, like, something has changed. Yeah. And, like, now we have to deal with that and, like, it's not going to go back to the way that it was. Yep. The fallout is real. The fallout is real. And I think that they're really good at they were very smart at setting it up over the long game and then doing it now. But I would love to have this debate with you, and, and I think we can get into a good little five-minute one here if you would be willing to get into this talk. Yes. Um, it was revealed Kate Harron wrapped the last episode of Loki around the premiere. So about four to five weeks ago, was the la- they finished the production, whether that means the post-production or the, um, you know, the complete you know, stuff. If they did pickups, we don't know. They don't really reveal a lot of that stuff anymore. But that this show was wrapped pretty recently. Mm-hmm. that's the main point I'm getting at. I'm I would speculate to guess that they were kind of seeing where the fans were and that after what could be considered ostensibly an entire season of Marvel Cinematic TV season one had no big bad, no big reveal. And it was all about the characters and that they were kind of misdirecting us to do kind of a different kind of a switch and that I don't know if this was necessarily locked in until pretty recently. What do you think? I hear you, but I also
0: trust in one Kevin Feige and he is. You believe
1: in, you believe in God
0: (laughs) and he, and he has been involved in this, the planning and scoping out of everything and knowing that uh knowing that they had already cast jonathan majors for ant-man 3 i don't think it's as easy to just be like hey you want to come over and just like he's in the entire episode it's not even like a cameo like i feel like it would be a lot it's again like if he was attached to this other show Like Lovecraft Country. Like, I'm just wondering, I feel like they would have had to plan out a little bit more to get him and to get his schedule cleared to to do as much as he's doing and and being as involved as he is. Um,
1: Well, see, that's where I can also agree with you because maybe he had that priority contract that we see that Pedro Pascal has. mm -hmm. So they were like, no we need you for the MCU, bro. You're going to the movies, (laughs) you know? And he's like, no, you can't do Lovecraft too. You have to do You're you're now going to be in Loki.
0: Yeah. But they also said recently that they're not doing long-term deals anymore. So I, that is, that's also true. Right. Yeah. So whatever that means that, okay, maybe it's not nine movies. Maybe it's five, right? Like who knows what that means, but I don't know. I, I kind of think that they were playing with us. Like, they they intentionally did this, and they said, okay, so you think it's going to come here in WandaVision and that Wanda's going to, you know, do something so massive on Earth that it, it causes a multiversal crack or whatever? Good for you for thinking that. But, like, no, we have a bigger plan. and And, right. and I think that... I think it makes sense because... It, this was on a cosmic scale, whereas, like, her, even though it, it's other, uh, she has powers and, and um it, Chaos you know, magic. it's magic and everything, it, it's still earthbound. Sure.
1: Yeah. I, it'll be interesting. I can't wait for, like, it'll probably be when we're, like, 50, <laughs> but there'll be, like, a book, right, that Feige or someone will write. That will explain kind of what happened, how did they figured this out, right like who who was in there, really like how tight was it how do they how did they work with the showrunners versus the directors versus the general writing staff, you know, who picked what it'll I'm, be I'm interesting exciting. yeah, like it, it will be I, I think you know I think there's a debate to be had that they they went in a different direction, and and I think that they wanted to kind of bring us further in and, you know, really also. And, and then again, like you said, that they would be planning this from the get go. The way that it just like sits at the end of the episode um and then you're waiting for that post credit scene and it's like season two. Yeah. That felt to me like kind of a given, that they knew that Loki would, could and would go on, right? Right. That they're like, you know, this is a great property. He's a great actor. Unfortunately, he's kind of put himself in a very un- unlikable situation as an actor where no matter what movie he's in, people are going to kind of see Loki. Yeah. And he can kind of bank on that by saying Marvel is Disney and they can fucking pay me now. And I don't mind it, yep. right? Like, he loves it. It looks like it looks we like we have to imagine. Um, yeah.
0: So my last bit on the debate, I if it wasn't going to break apart here, the multiverse, when would it otherwise? Because everything that they've been telling us is that or, you know, the writing on the wall, I guess, is a better way to say it, is that Spider-Man, No Way Home will have multiversal elements Doctor Strange is definitely going to have the multiverse and if if we're to believe that those are a reaction uh to multiversal events like especially with the beginning of Loki like I, if they said in the beginning of Loki that there is one timeline and one timeline only for them to say at the end of this season that it wasn't going to break apart um wouldn't track because like the only reason the only way it would have worked for for those movies to have a multiverse is is to to say oh yeah that was a lie there was always a multiverse (laughs) you know so like it needed to break apart somewhere and and it's like it's not gonna happen in hawkeye it's not gonna happen in uh miss marvel or moon knight or one of these other shows like it's not gonna happen in shang chi i don't think so like this was kind of the place for it
1: hmm okay I, I I that's a good call. That's a good call. So um
0: so yeah, um it's it's interesting. I I I think uh huge implications moving forward. I was disappointed that there wasn't actually a post-credits
1: scene. It's like <laughs> me too. I I definitely thought that it was fitting, but I also understand like when they give you that big of a deliverable plot ending. Uh-huh. They they're resolved of having a of a post-credit scene right like you don't like you have a post-credit scene in infinity war to tie in marvel captain marvel but we're not tying in you know spider-man far from home in the end of an Endgame, right like that shit is done <laughs> you sure, know yeah this had a this had a finality of like you have no idea what's about to happen And then if it's like that, if if it was if we're going to go with, you know, the other the main theory, I'm going to call myself the crackpot. If we're going to go with the main conventional theory that this was planned from the get go, this seems like the best way to honor the existing Marvel uh, product properties outside of the MCU while incorporating and doubling down on what we have and then paving a way for the future. Yeah. Right. That th- they're in the next couple of movies in both Doctor Strange and uh, Spider-Man. We're going to be looking at multiversal style problems is what they're alluding to. We, we even saw Feige was pissed at, uh, you know, Octavius. He was pissed at uh, Alfred Molina for fucking spilling the beans. He's like, I wish he wouldn't have fucking done that. Yeah. You know, he's like, that wasn't cool, man. And I totally get it, you know, like that's once he said that the cat's out of the bag of the surprise of Garfield and McGuire. Right. We're expecting that now. Yeah, we are. So that's a different level when you have an expectation versus the cool stuff they can do. Like, that's why like that Instagram of Hugh Jackman a couple of weeks ago is so cool because I'm. I'm thinking he's gonna turn up, man. And we got we con- confirmed a couple of days ago. Haley Atwell is gonna be playing uh, Captain whatever the fuck, Britain. Captain Britain or what's her name, uh, Captain Carter in uh, in Doctor Strange. Like, oh really? They're gonna they're, yeah, yeah. So okay, they're gonna, yeah. Go ahead. Another thing
0: before we get into the crazy speculation territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah the what if show yes comes out next month august uh, in, on disney plus i think there are 10 episodes i don't remember exactly obviously it's animated and it's hard because like you always take that with a grain of salt you're like okay how important is this going to be i kind of mm. wonder though in in the timing of it all <laughs> in okay, here is a multiverse. And then to jump into this, like, what if series of all these possibilities of what our characters could have been. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm yeah. And the only reason I'm going to say, I don't know is because it's supposed to be from the point of view of that watcher guy. Yeah. And now we have, like, his kind of, like, he's going to do the VO and kind of, like, set up the stories, it kind of sounded like. Sure. Um, so,
0: yeah. How much is it, like, him, like, oh, I wonder what if this happened? And, like.
1: Sp- and how much is it, like, like, look what's happening here in this universe, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. So
0: it may end up being more important than we realize.
1: Do you think we get a live action cut of that guy? Co- similar to Guardians, where we see, like, maybe him confronting the multiversal branches and then it's like vo for the rest of the show maybe i mean that'd be kind of cool right cool
0: that would kind of solidify it being like a real important sort of canon thing right
1: right i just want to say on a, a couple lines about um jonathan majors yes brandon jonathan jonathan brandon uh jonathan majors um, I think his take on the character was very interesting, and I think it kind of ruled. Um, <laughs> I think the joke about the apple was about Doctor Strange. Yep. Um, that, you know, an apple a day keeps this doctor away. Um, I kind of think that's what they're talking well, they're about. I don't also know how had, that
0: really works. They also had an apple in Doctor Strange where he would, like, bite it and he would use the time uh, stone.
1: Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, man. I liked that version of this guy. He's like kind of delicious. And the thing is
0: like, I I love his sort of like, I don't know, his, his delivery, his like awkward, like everything about him. He just like some. He's just slimy in a way. But also like, I feel like this version of him
1: may be like the best version of him. Right, like that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, he, that I'm the, I'm the best one of what you're gonna get. <laughs> right, and,
0: and I think that's specifically why they don't call him Kang. Right,
1: absolutely. I think absolutely.
0: It, what we know from the comic books is that this guy goes on to become very different versions of himself. And there's Kang, there's Immortus, there's Iron Lad, there's you know a whole bunch of different characters within the character. Yeah. And I think what they're saying is, like, yeah, you, he will look like Kang. When you see Kang, that he's going to look like this guy. But this is not Kang the Conqueror. This is a different. It's not.
1: Right. That's why we haven't called him this. You can call him Kang, but he's really a separate entity from that. Right. And I think that's how, what they're going to use this variant language that they've set us up with to prepare us for the new Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That I know that sounds really crass, but, like, we love Hugh. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody more beloved. Maybe Robert Downey Jr., but I don't think there's anybody more beloved in comic book cinema history than Hugh Jackman, his portrayal of Wolverine, how bankable he was, the level of respect he brought to the role, the continuity across such a long period of time. Um, I think that they know that it's going to be a heavy fucking lift to get people to buy into a new Wolverine. We're expecting new Spider-Man, right? We've got three Spider-Man in 20 years. Yeah. Right. That's, that's not a big deal. Have more Spider-Man than Batman in that time period, arguably. Um, once you get to this point, like they're going to need, they need to show us who the new Wolverine is and we have to buy into that person. We have to buy into that character immediately think this is kind of a way to get the x-men in and to get these other properties sussed out into continuity which is going to be nuts (laughs) and then uh and then kind of to go forward i think with young avengers and young avenger villains and kang is a young avenger villain yeah yeah he's a big he's a big avenger villain but he's he's if you look at kind of how it Suss is out a lot or more recently mm-hmm. he's fighting the younger guys.
0: Well, and and it's because his one of his alter egos, I guess you could yes. call it, his younger self is Iron Lad and is not a villain. And I think that would be a really cool way to do it if like all of a sudden they cast you know a younger actor that like we don't know and like yeah, then he's Iron Lad and like oh, he grows up to become this.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: Uh this crazy. I think it's
1: also going to be fun to connect with another great Marvel villain played by a human, Mm. (laughs) you know, like Thanos, like the incredible CGI done for him, the incredible performance by, uh, Josh Brolin, the, uh, the quality of the mixing of the live action characters with his digital character. Like they could only have done that in the recent times, but, Still, he's an alien. And and it's interesting, though, because, like, I was
0: somewhat almost expecting them to do some sort of CGI for Kang. Oh, right. The purple. Like, and so they're like, ah, let's do it this way. Great. Right. All for it. I think it it makes, I mean, obviously, we knew he was cast, but, like, we didn't know what that meant, right? And maybe he will have iterations that look crazy, or maybe it'll be a suit or something, or a mask, like. I'm for that instead of the CGI version. That would be great. Um, Yeah. So there's so much to speculate on. Like, this is, it's crazy uncharted territory. Like, the fact that we have to wait, we don't know how long to get the resolution to this plot line. Like, will it be next June-ish? Maybe. Maybe they'll be ready for season two of Loki. But I think what they're telling us is, like, everything is changing now. Like, the, sh- yes. the shakeout will be impacted in the movies and the shows. We'll ha- maybe they're going to have to kind of, like, give us more specific, like, timings of when this happened, right? Like, we just had Black Widow. We knew Black Widow was a prequel, so that was safe. It wasn't impacted by all of this. Right. It was in the sacred timeline. Where's Shang-Chi is. play? Where is that going to be? Is that, like, Ooh, hey. Shit. Yeah, like, actually, this is before before the you know before the events of endgame like we don't know um Hmm. that'll be interesting or it won't matter and they're just going to be like
1: they haven't said that yet have they no Hmm. so yeah that's actually interesting idea because if it was before endgame a lot of the consequences like that will come of that movie like will be playing out towards the end right so like you could have theoretically some really cool post credit scene stuff at that point, but I also think they're trying to set up new characters that we like and new franchises mm-hmm. you know, and we can see that Disney's really doubling down on China <laughs> and the far east yeah um they they that's where the future of block of blockbuster movies is well and and I
0: guess the other yeah you know, the other thing about all of this though is like yes, while we've explored some of the events post end game, right like we know um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. like that's happening after everything they did. But like, what does this mean, and when does the the multiversal breakout occur in in time? And how does like that's what breaks your brain
1: because time is a flat disc, my <laughs> friend. It so all the stuff out can cross time; it can still happen. But well, I think you kind of hit it on the head with that. It's that's what What If is about, right? That like. If we're like, it's time as a flat disc. So if time is broken fundamentally, then all of time is broken, right? Or, like, that's that's what they're trying to say. I think, is that it's not just that. the It's not just that the MCU timeline is broken. It's that all of time is broken. All of the existence of all time is all broken. Like that's how there is a, That's how there's three Spider-Man. That's how there's or the the X Men on a different level of existence.
0: So it's not even that time is broken. It's that like, yeah, you're watching this one um, one strand of time.
1: Yes, and, exactly. And,
0: and you can still keep watching that strand of time. It will keep going, and it's gonna have its other things. Like you'll see your your Shang Chi's and your um, Hawkeye show and whatever. But also like all this other crazy stuff is now branching out next to it
1: yeah exactly simultaneously (laughs) yeah it's really nuts man and and well that goes into like what the multiverse actually is like that's a real theory yeah you know that like it comes from the idea from string and wave theory that every single atom of matter is connected on a vibrating frequency of either strings or waves depending on which you ascribe to, but because that it's vibrating at a certain level or that it, it is connected in that way, that there can be variations and that there's infinite number of multiverses. Right. Yeah. So like we can't picture it cause we're third dimensional beings, but like ultimately there probably is a character. There's a variant of me and you where we're still playing music. Right. Mm. There's a, there's other variants. There's variants of Shana where she never met me right there is that's a real thing it's just we can't comprehend it nor do we have access to that reality and it's it also breaks your brain right it does it's <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to comprehend yeah. that each point in your life you know could have had a thousand different outcomes with a thousand different reactions by the other outside world the butterfly effect yeah you know it it's it's completely in effect here you know you Butterfly flaps his wings in Central Park one day. You know, it's fine. It does it the next day? There's an earthquake in Japan. Is that because of the butterfly or because of, you know, what of you know, fate? We don't know. But it's the reality of, of time. Time is a flat disc, my friend. Go watch <laughs> it. <laughs> like all right. I uh,
0: one last question for you. Yeah, I love it. So, and bringing it back to the show, more than the the speculation of of what it all sure, means yes, for the, MCU, the future. Yeah. Um, So we know Loki is in this TVA uh, with with Mobius and um, the agent. We can remember her number Um, uh, that is changed and different. We know that Ravonna Renslayer went somewhere uh, with the temp pad and we Mm -hmm. know that Sylvie is still in this point at the end of time. Is she stuck there? Or Oof. like, what happens to Sylvie from here?
1: She has the Tempad.
0: She does. Mm. Did I? I don't know. I guess she does.
1: I don't know. I think she become. I think she becomes the main character. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I think that if she. Uh, hey man, we thought fucking Star Lord punching Thanos was a big deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a big fucking deal you know and you've now created a solid rift between Loki and Sylvie right that they're going to have to reconcile they will and right? they're going to have to get over well it's like cuz he
0: he cares for her and I, she cares for him too but she had to complete her mission and she couldn't you know sacrifice that for for Loki
1: yeah and it's going to be I'm definitely sure that we will see her at the beginning of next season in this exact location. Like, I don't think she'll be anywhere else. Yeah. I think we'll pick up with her kind of where we are. Uh, but I, 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 yeah, I'm curious. I don't know how they're going to bring them together. I think it's going to be a lot of parallel play a la like Empire Strikes Back mm. where you have them running parallel to each other kind of on two different planes Maybe they'll use that to set up more of what's going on. Like maybe this is a more digestible way to explain to people slowly over the course of a couple of weeks, like these big theoretical physics ideas, (laughs) you know, that like if you if you can accept one week that yes, there's variants of Loki across time and that, you know, the dogma that we're here is not clear and, and there's other more intense things going on. Like, maybe that's a good way to introduce, you know, like, I've, it's been s- rumored that uh, Zoe Saldana could be a bigger part as alternate Gamora oh, in Loki 2. Oh, interesting. Right. Um, I can't imagine how they would get her to do that, being that she's, like, one of the most highly paid actresses on the planet right now, and she's about to be in the forecoming uh, Avatar sequels. Um, which should make her arguably one of the biggest box office ladies of all time, right? Like, that would definitely put her up against Scarjo.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're maybe, right she, there. They got to be, be back right next for to Guardians each other. 3 for sure. Like, in, in yeah. some iteration, I, I, I got to imagine. But she probably won't be in, in Thor 4, where the rest of the Guardians will probably pop up. So, I
1: don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe I think it could also be, and, and this is back to that other thing we were talking about earlier, which was not doing the nine contra- nine movie contracts anymore. Yeah, I think it could behoove Marvel to say, like, all right, we'll contract you out for X amount of projects to suit our needs, mm. so that it doesn't make the trades. Right, right. It, it doesn't so matter if getting... it's a
0: movie or if it's a a show. Exactly. You're pop like, up.
1: You're... Exactly. So you're not going to see Nick Fury for the next ten years, but we may see. We may see Kang for the next five. A lot. Um, And I'm into it, man. I'm into seeing him where he looks. I think that they... I don't know, man. This was a, a weird show. It was a fun show. It was a challenging show at times. Yeah. Alligator Loki, what the fuck? Uh, who knew that would be <laughs> the breakout star with, of the
0: show? Falling in love with a version of yourself, what the fuck?
1: But What the fuck? What the fuck? But, you know... I'm glad that they took a big swing with the character we knew the most. Yeah. And that they and that they gave us some answers. There were some fucking payoffs. There was. I think people would have been pissed if it was just King Loki <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, this is me at the end of time. I run everything. We survive. I think people would have been
0: pissed. I think so. I and I think this is it's well earned and and they finally got got us there and now we now we're going to shift back to movies which is kind of cool i mean I, I they haven't announced what the schedule is for the fall but i have to imagine there's at least one show maybe two uh we'll see but they haven't told us that yet i again i think what if will we'll, we'll be more important than it, it it seemed to be but we've got three movies still this year that's
1: crazy yeah that is that is crazy when's the next one
0: september 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 okay. november december
1: wow um, So let's do this, friends, just to set up a little bit of expectations with us. <laughs> uh, listen, we appreciate you guys so much. It's This is why we do the show, right? We Frank and I love chit-chatting. We also love interacting with you guys. We love kind of logging where we've seen and what we've seen over the past couple of years with you. We do want to finish this project of watching kind of the modern era of comic book movies together. And we definitely will get to that. Uh, but what I can say, at least for the immediate future is Frank and I will be taking a break <laughs> <laughs> and it, which isn't uh, bad on either of us. We're having a lot of really personal fun stuff in our lives happen. We are growing up. Uh-huh. Um, but we have been on what has been a tremendous marathon <laughs> since Mandalorian Yep, of pounding these Disney plus shows out with you guys and speculating and running it up and down and, what a privilege that has been. Thank you guys so much. Uh, but there will not be a new episode next week. No.
0: And it's it's crazy because to think like look back four years and what we were doing with this this uh podcast, we're like, yeah, hey, it'll be cool. We'll see movies and stuff. We didn't right. know the level of content that they're gonna be throwing at us that we want to cover every week. So it, yep. it, it, it's hard to keep up with but we love it we love watching it and we want to talk about it as soon as we can um so they're giving us a break we're gonna take a break
1: <laughs> <laughs> please understand and you know enjoy your summer go outside yeah play with your animals i want to go
0: outside that looks like a good idea
1: <laughs> be with your be with your significant others be with people be, be with your family go do fun stuff that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and then we will see you guys, Uh, you know, for new content, you know, as we decide, we, I don't think Frank and I, do we have a, a, a date we want to come back for or any content in August? Do you think we want to do an episode for a week of tease? We'll,
0: well, we'll see. I mean, we know. Thank you. We'll see. We Perfect. know Shang-Chi is, is in September. Suicide squad is in August. Maybe uh, they'll we'll be probably
1: s- cover Suicide Squad. There
0: may be some episodes in between, but we're we're not going to be going as hard. So let's let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that.
1: All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to find the podcast, you could listen to us on all of the major podcast streaming platforms. That's Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. You can just subscribe directly to the RSS feed. You could check out our website, www.longlostheroes.net. You can send us an email, info at longlostheroes.net, and you can check out and follow our social media at LLH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Frank, it's been an honor and a privilege, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Fucking A. Uh, Final thoughts? Nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Be well. See you in a couple weeks. Thanks, everyone.